The hotter than expected inflation data from the US and the US stocks and bonds tumbling and the US dollar rallied at yesterday's trading session. Now the market attention shifts towards the US earnings season as US big banks will start posting their third quarter results today. So welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. So inflation data in the US wasn't very soothing for investors at yesterday's release. The headline inflation didn't ease. It actually remained steady at the 3.7% level, while initial jobless claims in the US came in soft as well after last Friday's shocker NFP showed 336,000 new non-farm job additions last month. So the economic data fueled the Fed hawks yesterday or softened the Fed dose hand. The US two-year yield jumped past the 5% psychological level while the US 10-year yield returned above the 4.70% mark and the US 30-year yield jumped 18 basis points to above 4.80% level after a 20 billion US dollar worth of auction so weak demand. Wow, wow, wow. So of course, the stickiness in yesterday's inflation data in the US wasn't a surprise per se. The rising food and the rising energy prices were partly responsible for the latest surge in inflation numbers, while shelter was again one big headache for inflation watchers. The three-month inflation sailed away from the 2.4% level, which looked encouragingly close to the Fed's 2% target last month toward the 3.1% mark. Core inflation remained steady, however, so that's kind of good news. But, but the super core inflation, which excludes housing and energy prices, spiked higher. So even though we think that the housing costs in the US will come down because the real time data suggests so and that the positive pressure in energy started easing, well, the latest inflation numbers from the US were not much convincing yesterday. Yet the latest set of jobs and inflation data will still unlikely to change the Fed's mind for the November monetary policy meeting. The Fed is still expected to hold still, not raise the interest rates any higher and just wait and see and breathe. It's just that the first rate cut from the Fed will likely wait a bit longer and the Fed will try to capitalize on the higher for longer policy stance to avoid having any accident on what they call the last mile before reaching the 2% inflation goal. So the Fed is expected to cut the interest rates in July next year and the expectation was for June before yesterday's CPI data was released. So that's it really. Activity on Fed funds futures still gives more than 90% chance for a no action in the Fed's November meeting and around 70% chance for a no action in the December meeting. So here is your summary. Now, of course, the market reaction to yesterday's inflation data was very, very clear. The rebound in the US yields actually sent the US dollar rallying across the board and equities tumbling. So the S&P 500 retreated at yesterday's trading session on the back of this discouraging inflation data from the US. And also on news that nearly 9,000 more people at Ford joined the UAW strike in Detroit while GM, Ford and Stellantis laid off near 5,000 workers in response to the past week's chaos in Detroit's car makers and this will certainly show up in next set of jobs data. But 
But for now, we'll stock traders' attention will shift towards earnings from today as the US big, big banks will actually kick off the earnings season in a few hours from now. But if you want to still continue playing the macro setup and inflation dynamics, well, the US dollar index really back into its July to now ascending channel yesterday after the inflation data. The euro dollar sank below the 106 level on the broad-based strength in the US dollar after testing the July to October downtrending channel top. The minutes from the latest European Central Bank meeting actually confirmed that the latest rate hike from the ECB was a close call and it may not have happened at all. So the latter actually further boosted the European Central Bank dose while the latest US inflation data released yesterday held back the Federal Reserve dose from making further progress this week. So if the Fed dose don't take control back in their hands and very, very rapidly, we will likely see the euro dollar melt down toward the 104.10 level to meet the 50% Fibonacci return on last year's rally just there. The dollar-yen remains cautiously bid near the 150 psychological and scary level, while cable, which actually could have rallied above both a short-term and a long-term bearish trend channel tops, while simply couldn't take the chance to do so after yesterday's data showed a meager, meager GDP growth in the UK of 0.2% in August. So that was due to a weak Weaker than expected recovery in both industrial and manufacturing production in the UK during the same month. And it has nothing to do with the wetness of July or the warmth of autumn. By the way, if you are one of these investors, one of these traders that put everything but everything on the shoulders of the weather in the UK, I don't know why. So no, it was just that the economic activity slowed due to high inflation in the UK and also perhaps perhaps due to higher energy costs, a terrible cost of living crisis has taken the island as a hostage over the past couple of years and, well, the Brexit obviously didn't help either. Now remember, for the IMF, the UK, alongside with Germany and Italy, are at the bottom of the list for next year when it comes to growth projections. So some actually think that recession will hit the UK next year and some others think that recession is already here in the UK and that the economic data will only come to confirm it very, very shortly. Now, the good news is that inflation sinks very fast in the UK as spending slows. The true inflation for the UK has taken a dive below the 8% level. We are now still not at the Bank of England's 2% policy target or anywhere near it. But at this speed, well, Rishi Sunak will get his inflation at least halved by the end of this year. Now, joke aside, the morose economic outlook for the United Kingdom is not favorable for sterling. We are about to see a death cross formation on the daily chart against the US dollar. But, but against the euro, well, there is not much reason to dump your sterlings against the single currency as looking at the economic forecast, well, the economic forecast for the mainland Europe, especially for Germany, well, not necessarily better than for the UK and the European Central Bank expectations are actually softer than the Bank of England expectations. Therefore, the medium term outlook for the euro sterling remains bearish still. Now, 
in the energy space, the sell-off in crude oil extended to below the $82 per barrel mark yesterday as the EIA revealed a more than 10 million barrel build in the US crude inventories last week. But, but buyers gently returned to the market as we neared $80 per barrel psychological level, which is... As we all know now, the Saudi Arabia's limit for eventually taking more action to restrict supply. And no one really wants that to happen right now because the Middle East is obviously boiling and the tensions that we have in Israel are only expected to further escalate in the coming weeks. So the good news is the EIA actually expects the growth in oil demand to slump by more than 50% next year and the slowing demand growth should well, eventually boost the global oil inventories to the positive territory yet again even though the world fuel consumption is still expected to hit a fresh record this year not driven by China. But but China, China should wake up first because the latest inflation numbers from China that came just freshly in doesn't sound like the Chinese will move the oil market or any market anytime soon because the Chinese consumer prices remained flat in September. That was lower than expected. Producer prices fell more than expected by analysts as well, and imports well fell less than last month, but they still came in weaker than expected by the market. So the only thing that's kind of exciting about China right now is that expectation that the government, the Chinese government, will be throwing more money onto the Chinese problems, onto their various problems, and that could eventually at least maybe inflate the asset price. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and maybe like these videos as well to let us know that you actually enjoy them. So I will meet you again next week and until then, good day trading and have a lovely weekend.